0: Hi friends welcome this is it we have over a decade of episodes unpacking stories and life to help you discover your purpose your divine design and what you are wired to do this is patty lynn wyatt please subscribe on youtube or subscribe to girlfriend it so we can be in it together well welcome this is patty lynn wyatt and we have a great show for you today uh, first of all, we've all heard that statement, two big dates in your life, the day you were born and the day you figured out why you were born. So welcome to Girlfriend It. We have our guest, Lindsay Holcomb. Lindsay is an author and co-author with her husband, but just recently she came out with the book, God Made Me in His Image. So welcome, Lindsay. How are you today? I am doing great. Uh, uh, here in Arizona, there are some major fires taking place, and recently it, it just came out that the fires are creating uh, kind of an overcast, and it's keeping the heat from not coming in, and so in Arizona, it's a joke right now that only fires can cool us off. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's pretty that's bad. wild. Yeah, and wow. you guys are in Florida, right?
1: Yeah, we're in hot and humid Orlando right now, so it's um it's still June, which isn't that brutal. It, typically, August and September are just terrible; like you barely even want to go out to the car. It's just
0: so right now, we're still okay. Um,
1: you know, it's it's not too terrible, but yeah, pretty humid over on this side.
0: Well, I I love Florida. I love going to the ocean, but the one thing I notice about Florida. Uh, and I don't know if it's just the areas that I've I've gone to, that there are more bugs there. And I don't know if that, is that because of the water? That's or a really good have- question. Is
1: it because of the water or the heat? Um, I don't know. I mean, we are inland about 45 minutes, 30, 30, to 45 minutes from the East Coast Ocean. And yeah, mosquitoes are are rough here in the summer for sure. I think once you're on the coast, they have these other bugs called like noceums and Um, some other things. But just good old mosquitoes are tough in the summer. So we just all kind of hibernate in the summer months and hang out in the pool or indoors. And then really our prime time is November to about March, April. That's when it's just amazing. So I know all the tourists come here and flock. um, So it can be rough on people that aren't used to the heat and humidity that are trying to do the parks and all the outdoor activities. It's, It's tough in the summer.
0: (laughs) it's tough well you uh you just recently wrote a book and tell us a little bit about that I here on girlfriend it we're all about trying to to define your it and that's defining your divine design and I don't know about you Lindsay, but I have found so many women, including me, we're continuously redesigning it, you know, reinventing it, striving to find that purpose. Like, where is God calling you? And apparently God has called you to, to write this book. So tell us first what happened in your life when you realized this is the book that you wanted to write. Well, it's funny you you say that, that little bit about, you
1: know, finding your it. I feel like I keep telling God, no more books. I'm not writing books. I'm not gifted at books. <laughs> and he keeps presenting these new opportunities. I want you to write this one. And really, um, you know, I laugh at it because I, I see how God has equipped me to research and to write. And really, it's by having two girls um, that are now 10 and 12. And so when we wrote it, they were probably 8 and 10 when we first kind of started designing this book. But um, really found kind of the, the purpose, the motivation behind this book was just being a mom and having them ask questions and then being around other parents and finding like, hey, you're not having these conversations. You should. And finding that books are a really great um, platform to initiate some tough topics with kids, whether it's, um, you know, sexual abuse prevention, which was our first book, God Made All of Me. Um, having a book is a great way to really introduce topics or kind of talk through things and then build from there. And so this book, God Made Me in His Image, Helping Children Appreciate Their Bodies, was motivated by having our children ask questions, seeing them have struggles and triumphs, and then having conversations with other parents um, who were saying, you know, how do I address this or how do I even broach the topic. Um, knowing that body image for men and women is a significant issue and children pick up on those things that their parents are dealing with. Um, And I've seen a lot of moms talk about it in very unhelpful and unhealthy ways. And so it was kind of, you know, my husband and I talk about um, and write about kind of darker topics than maybe, you know, a light, fun children's book. But we find that if we're not talking about these things, Someone else is going to present information to them, whether that's social media, peers. And we want to make sure that our girls and their friends and the children that, you know, they're around particularly um, and our friends, kids, that they're getting really great information and good voices of truth so that when they encounter tough things or when they're feeling certain struggles about themselves or the world and the weight of it all, um, that they've got A really great voice in their head. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of the motivation of it all, despite I was a little kicking and screaming, like, I'm not going to write another book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and I, our our next episode, I want to dive into a little bit more, uh, because you, you work at Samaritan Village, and it's a safe home um, therapeutic program for adult survivors of sex trafficking. So I, I definitely want to go into that in our next episode, but I want to unpack because I have so many women that it's like, I want to write. I I feel like God's calling me to write, but I don't know the steps. I, I don't know how to get a publisher, you know? So did Did you write as a child? like at what point? because now you're kicking and screaming, saying, "No, God, I don't want to write." <laughs> but obviously, that's that's your talent there. And God gave you some desire in your heart to to do that. So did your parents encourage you to write? Where did it start?
1: Sure. That's a great question. I you know, I think i um I just journaled a lot. Like I remember, several years ago kind of getting all of the journals that um had been accumulated like in my mom's house and was like wow I really did process a lot um through writing but my degree um you know my undergrad was in foreign affairs and spanish and then my masters is in public health and I'm actually now pursuing a path I'm doing all the prerequisites to go down the path to go to nursing school kind of having a kind of a return to school late in life moment, I'm um, just realizing I've always wanted to do this and the time is right. But as far as writing goes, I think it really was just um, when the girls were young, realizing, hey, you know, here's a topic. I'm not finding material that I, I want to read to them on this topic that I think is um, theologically sound and um, robust and accurate as far as the information that i think should be touching on here and so really it was kind of there's a need i'm seeing a need personally i need something and i see a need out in the the book world community and so really kind of just started chatting about these ideas with justin um and we started just researching. I love researching, and so I started looking around, really researching who else has written on this topic and what is lacking. And so, therefore, what am I going to bring to the table that will be different? Because that's what a publisher is going to want to know: like, how are you going to um, create something new rather than just duplicate what's already out there? And So once we kind of figured out, like, hey, this is what exists and this is kind of what's similar to what we're thinking, but this is how we're going to present it differently. And um, in addition to what's already been really echoed out into the world of um, this particular topic, we wrote it up. Um, There's, you know, there's all kinds of different formats, but wrote up just kind of our topic, our why this is important, how we're going to do it, how we're different. These are our Um, other, this is what the research has shown us some other books are, but how ours are, our book is going to be different. And then we shopped that, um, that basic kind of, it's not called a research paper, but we shopped that kind of paper around to different publishers. Now, in this example, God made me in his image, helping children appreciate their bodies. We were already working with New Growth Press. Um, But when we originally wrote a children's book, God made me in his image, we went around to different publishers because we hadn't gotten um, linked up with new growth press yet. And we went around to different publishers and a lot of them were like, you know, this isn't, we don't think it's really going to be a, a a good seller. We don't think people are going to pick up on it. And we're like, okay, okay. And so that's where grit just really, um, needs to, to strike. If you really believe that this is a book that needs to be out there, we just kept on. And so then we found new growth press and they were like, huh, okay, we see how you're going to make um, a different book and how you're going to present the topic differently than what's out in the community and where there's this need in the, especially in the Christian community. And they took her a chance on us. And that first book, God Made Me in His Image, has sold over a hundred thousand copies. And so I would say if someone feels like they want to write, they have a story to share, they feel like it, you know, God is calling them to it, keep on because we had a lot of people tell us, no, this isn't going to be a book that people are going to want to read. And we're like, okay, you know, and Mm -hmm. so we just, you got to keep on. Um, But I think there's a lot of research involved, which I love. And that's where I think um, some of my gifting came into play. And, Mm -hmm. but then there's some things about it that you've got to do when it comes to writing a book that aren't fun, you know, of citations or, um, you know, trying to figure out space on a page. And that might be really fun to somebody else, but keep at it. That's where grit, um, and and just knowing this is what God has called you to do is, is going to come into play for
0: sure. And that's so significant. You know, the grit, you just can't define grit because mm-hmm. I know a, a, a decade ago, it might even have been longer. I don't know. You know, as you get older, all of it just blends together. But sure. Tindell had come to my business partner and I and asked us to write a book and gave us, you know, upfront money even. And yep. I look back on that because we ended up not doing it, you know, three years later and three editors later that we, you know, obviously the perfection part of it got in the way and less grit in was happening. And now I go, okay, you know, some people can go, oh, well, you know, it just wasn't meant to be, but it, we, we do have free will. Um, God did give us an opportunity and sometimes. We just let it slide through our fingers. So Mm -hmm. if you feel called and and I know a lot of authors that say, oh, it wasn't that good or oh, you know, none of the publishers, you know, wanted and you start down, you know, that negative narrative in your head, if you believe in this and I love what you said about you know closing the gap finding that it's not out here and especially when you're seeing it for your own kids you've done the research it's not there then yep. that is exactly we we want to have that that passion to move forward to have that grit and and make it happen so i just want to strongly for somebody who's listening right now, just go. Yeah, I, I've got to keep moving forward with this, rather than allowing the enemy to come in and go. Nope, you're just not good enough. And nope, the, you know the publisher doesn't want you. Even if you have to self publish it, if you feel that strongly, keep moving forward with uh, with that grit. Exactly. Absolutely. I agree, and, completely. And you, um, how do you explain? So I, I want to get into because I, I find this book, God made in his, in His image, so needed. And I'm seeing it. I work with a group of young adults, and you're. I'm especially seeing it right now. That mm. just like you said, be it what we've done as parents to mess up our kids because we were so into our own image or where all that comes from. But how do you explain to young kids what it means to be created in God's image? Mm, that's such a good question. Yes. I mean, I think for parents um, or
1: caregivers, grandparents, whoever's listening, um, you know, going back to Genesis chapter one, um, let us make man and woman in our image. Um, we are images of God, and so with that comes dignity, comes worth, comes value, comes significance, meaning, purpose. All of those things. Um, we have a King, and we are His image bearers, and so with that, we are a representation of God. We are in His likeness. We re- we reflect um, God, and so kind of just bringing that back to the to the basics of walking, you know, kids, youth, teens through that. Um, and so that really gives such purpose to life when you're like, I'm not just out here floating freely. I'm not an accident or a whoops or, you know, or a discarded. I was made with purpose and I am made in the image of the one who has created everything. Um, and so there's dignity there and there's also humility there. Um, there's inherent dignity and, humility, and humility, humility as image bearers of God. Um, It humbles us, and then it can also undergird us. And so if we understand that, um, it's going to always bring us back to the conversation of who are we, what are we made to do um, to bring Him glory, to reflect Him, to enjoy God, to enjoy God's creation and all that He has blessed us with. Um, And so we're not going to look for other ways to boost our dignity. And so I think it's just something a conversation we keep having to come back to with our kids when we find, or even ourselves, and when we find ourselves straying and trying to boost ourselves to find significance and to find dignity in other things, whether it's social media, whether it's um, our, our identity, our appearance, our, our worth, our purpose. Um, it's coming back to how are those aligned with who you have been made to be and reflect. Is it reflecting God? Are you working for him? Are you working to bring him glory or are you trying to put yourself on the pedestal and to get significance and worth and value? Um, and so because of this, we don't have to encourage our kids to compare themselves to anybody, um, not their peers, not their you know social media status. It's really bringing it back to the foundation um, and giving them that security almost. Um, and so we, we believe in that um, as far as creating that foundation for kids and, and for parents. It's never too late to kind of be reminded. I think it's a, a constant reminder we all need.
0: Isn't that the truth? It's never too late. It, it's interesting because my, I have a teenage daughter and we were having coffee this morning and she, I said, I got to go. I, I have to get ready to do the podcast. And she goes, do you, do you still enjoy doing the podcast? And mm-hmm. It's interesting that I've been doing this for over a decade and I actually, I was very honest with her and very transparent saying I'm, I'm actually really struggling right now because before you did the podcast, because you, I genuinely felt like God was giving me a voice. I was closing, you know, the gap for what women wanted and what they were, you know, seeking and, and truly feeling like it was drawing them closer to their relationship with, with him. And lately, you start comparing. You start comparing mm. to, you know, I, I don't do well on with social media. And so you put it out there, and even though we have this, you know, tribe and these loyal uh, listeners, there's not a community on Facebook and you start comparing other podcasts that have these great communities and, you know, people are commenting on Facebook or Instagram and I start feeling stressed out. Like I really do need to make that happen rather than just seeing it as, but they're, they're going to Google and finding girlfriend it. They're going to iTunes and finding girlfriend it. You don't always have to do the social media part, but my whole point of that when I shared that with her is Yeah, I do the same thing. I'm comparing Mm. myself in social media, which I never did before. And then I start second guessing. Well, maybe I shouldn't be doing maybe it ran its course. You know, maybe this is the next step of staying relevant as having to be on uh, social media. So that is It's like you said, there's it does. There's no age limit on that negative narrative of when we're yep. not focusing on how we're reflecting Jesus.
1: Amen. Absolutely. And I think it, you know, is a constant reminder so it can continue to ground us. Cause like, you know, I'm with you, we can so easily get caught up in the, well, should I be doing this or I'm not doing, am I, you know, doing enough? And we can really kind of almost float away and get caught up in those thoughts and in those emotions that come with it. And so this reminder of we are made in his image. God called us very good after he created man and woman, not just good like he did with the sun and the stars and the animals, but very good. Um, and so even though it's such a simple concept, it's coming back to that and just really letting the um, be a framework, be something that grounds us and, and kind of just assess, you know, as we get older, we can do more of a self-assessment than maybe a five-year-old, but just to assess like, what choices am I making? Where's my priorities? How am I feeling with things? Um, And so I I think you, you stated it perfectly. There's no age limit on this, um, on this truth. And that is something that as parents, we need to just make a not a constant, like every single moment of the day, but just to weave it throughout conversation and make it the natural conversation so that our kids are learning to self-assess and kind of just you know, how am I doing in things like, where is my priority? And and how am I reflecting? And where is my dignity and worth and value lie? Is it in how many likes I got on a post or what this person's saying about me? Um, And we've had that conversation with our girls. We're like, my goodness, if you try and please this person, well, then you're going to unplease this person. And then you got to make, you know, you're never going to win. If that's kind of your aim, it's going to be an exhausting rat race. And so I think as parents, the more we can make this, of um, a very normal habit of a conversation, the, the better
0: they're off going to be when they're 20 and 30 and, you know,
1: later on in life.
0: Absolutely. And you, you do a lot in this book of even talking about, you know, our own differences, you do compare it to the you know, animals in the zoo and, but, but what age do children usually start having the, the body image issues where mm-hmm. the insecurities start Absolutely.
1: That's a good question. And it has a very disheartening answer. Um, By about age six, girls will start to express concern about weight, shape, size. Um, If a five-year-old girl sees a mom dieting and kind of hears the conversation and is picking up on the language, like the mom's really verbally processing it in front of their five-year-old, that five-year-old is twice as likely to start dieting at an early age. Um, And this isn't just an issue for girls. The average age children, so that's boys and girls, start dieting is 10. And so at that mm-hmm. age, at age 10, 33% of girls and 22% of boys will say that their body image is their number one worry. Number one worry, not like, hey, you know, do you think my friends are going to want to go out and play today? Or, you know, I'm excited to learn who my teacher is and you know, on the first day of school, or what am I going to be? Am I going to make the soccer team? It's That's their number one worry at age 10. And so this isn't just an issue for girls. I think it's something that's more talked about in the female community. Um, but we're seeing a lot more boys concerned about their weight, their appearance, their size. Generally, they want to be taller, more muscular in addition to weight, um, kind of as they pit themselves against their peers so really it's, it's early. And then half of American kids between first and third grade are worried about their weight. Um, like I said about the 10 year old girls, um, it's, there's another stat that just breaks my heart since I have a 10 year old girl. It says 80% of 10 year old girls have dieted at least once. Um, and this is just a heartbreaking reality. The idea that there are so many kids saying, I don't like how I look or who I am um, or what people maybe are thinking about me is, is just heartbreaking. We've got to do better as, as a society and as parents. And so people often ask me, well, where does the problem start? Is it social media? Is it, um, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or is it movies? Is it music? Is it, what is it? And I mean, I don't think there's one particular thing, but I as I have observed, as a mom of a ten and twelve year old, so I've only been in this for twelve years. But as I have seen moms, um, I think really a lot of it goes back to what parents are or kids are observing in the house, um, yeah. what they're watching yeah. their mom and I say do. and do.
0: I I'm going to have to cut you off there, Lindsay. I apologize. We are okay. at the end of our show, but um, you are coming back on on another episode, and we are going to. Hopefully discuss a little bit about that and also with sex trafficking. But I believe parents definitely, but I also think social media has such an impact. And if there's any way we can throw all the phones away, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, Thank you, Lindsay, for being on the show. It was an honor. To girlfriend it because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.